This episode of the Behind the Mask podcast is sponsored by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that make every step feel fly. Remember that first style piece or luxury item you just had to have? How did it make you feel when you finally got it? These days, to know for sure you're getting the real deal, go straight to eBay. When you're searching, just look for that blue check mark. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. Why is this the new way to shop? eBay is where you can find rare, limited-run pieces and special colorways you can no longer find in stores. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's real tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. You know, in today's world... It seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for any unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you will feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. Behind the mask. What's up, Jay? What's good, family? Another day in paradise. I mean, look at you, man. <laughs> Listen, man. It's my ensemble. Ensemble? Uh, yeah. We're going to be talking about... The Super Bowl coming up, the big game. We're talking about up. the Super Bowl and, champs look, from this year, the 49ers, <laughs> goddammit. Off the rip. Off the rip. I ain't giving I don't I don't even want you to let me see what team. Yeah. I, got, I picked my team. We we can't you going with the Chiefs. We can't build up, let the audience know, get into it. You just off the rip because it's going with the 49ers. That's how you feel? That's how I feel today, two oh times. Oh my god, this guy. Mr. Ray Ass. This guy here. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Great weekend. Of, of of championship football, the AFC and NFC championships, some amazing games, man. Yeah, and Forty uh, ers and Chiefs in the Super Bowl again, man. Yeah, it is, and and like I feel like we've done this before. We actually yeah. have a time yeah. or two. Yeah, but this time is going to be different. Okay. It's going to be different. And to your point, you talk about the Chiefs. This is the fourth time in five years that they're trying to go after a title. Mm-hmm. And really win their third in that stretch of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are looking to become the first back-to-back champions since the 03-04 New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Now, you conversely, you look on the other side of the totem pole, my 49ers, this is the second time in five years that they've gone to the Super Bowl. And I would like to say if they could w- happen to find a way to win this one, which they will, once they win it, they will be tied in the Super Bowl era with the Pittsburgh Steelers and also the Patriots for the most championships. So with all of that being said, I really like the Niners, dog. (laughs) I like this matchup. I like it because it's a lot of things that I don't like, but I'm going to turn it over to you because I got my little field game already ready. But tell me why. You think the Kansas City Chiefs will get their third title in five years? 
for one, I just think that it's, one one is a great matchup, right? I'm not just going to dive into it, you know what All I'm right. saying? I'm going to you know, give them a little... Have a little foreplay. Yeah, a little for a little juice first, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but when you talked about the Chiefs, similar to the Patriots, right? First chance to win back-to-back. Remember last year we had this conversation and I said the similarities go deeper than just great quarterback play. It goes to Hall of Fame, trifecta of a head coach, your quarterback, and your tight end, right? The Patriots, when they were on their dynasty, was Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and Gronk. All three mm-hmm. Hall of Famers, arguably three of the best in, in their uh, respective positions when it comes to football. But now you see the baton has been passed to Patrick Mahomes. We were talking about this watching the game. It's like it was a seamless transition from a Tom Brady to a Patrick Mahomes when you talk about the consistent success of an organization making Super Bowl runs. Like you said, chance to win their third in the last five years. Andy Reid. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. another three Hall of Fame trifecta tandem that is able to just impact games crazily on the offensive side of the ball. But one of the things, Spikes, when you see the history of what the Chiefs have done, not only this season, the previous seasons, every time they get to the big game and we make a bet and I win, plenty of vacations, you know how I do my thing, but you saw the Chiefs, how they were able to come back to win, to make the proper adjustments, the proper plays. What adjustments, makes you, okay. What, what makes you think that there's a team out there that can stop the Kansas City Chiefs? It just hasn't been done. And like I say, until you prove me wrong, I got to rock with you. So Chiefs hasn't, haven't proved me wrong yet, particularly when I'm betting against you, whoever your team is. <laughs> so I'm just going to rock with the Chiefs again, man. Okay, I'll acknowledge mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, one of only three quarterbacks that has went to the AFC Championship game four out of the five-year time span. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you the other two, Tom Brady yeah. and also Jim Kelly. Huge, man. That's like Maybe. real huge, Maybe. to your point. And the thing that when you look at the Kansas City Chiefs, they're surprising. He threw 14 interceptions this season. Mm-hmm. And he hadn't thrown not one in the postseason. None. Zero. Zilch. And we thought that was going to happen. Why? Because they did not. This is the first time they did not have home field advantage. Right. I thought for sure he was going to go ahead and give up some gifts in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And he didn't give up one gift. I, I can't. I'm almost about to put Patrick Mahomes in the same sentence like with Nick Saban, Tom Brady, used to be Bill Belichick before Brady actually. <laughs> <laughs> but like they automatic. And it's yeah. like it's certain guys you just don't bet against. Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes looking at his stats like clearly shows that. Listen, man, he continuously gets it done on the offensive side of the ball. And you talk about the leadership capabilities that he has. And I don't see a team consistently for four quarters that is able to beat the Chiefs. And people typically don't like winners, right? They like the underdog. And I think that's one of the reasons this year the Chiefs, people, you're not hearing people talk negative like, oh, we don't want them to win again or whatever. Because in the beginning of the year, the way they were playing – you didn't think like, oh, this is the Chiefs is old that's going to consistently make it back to the postseason and, and win the Super Bowl. Right. You didn't think that. 
So they were the underdog. They were going on the road. They had to come from behind in, in, in adverse situations and fight adversity, et cetera, to make it to the big game again, which they did. So that's why I think people are still galvanized behind, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, you got the Swifties out there that's that's jumping on board with the Chiefs. <laughs> so, <laughs> you a Swiftie so fan. Yeah, I know he's going to say some shit like that. No, I'm not. Respect to her, what she does, but nah, that's that's not me at all. <laughs> don't do that don't do me like that yo don't do me like that anyway this guy here man this episode of the behind the mask podcast is brought to you by mickey d's all the best nights end with a bite from mickey d's whether it's after a game or a night out with the crew mickey d's is always the move my go-to is the spicy crispy chicken sandwich and you know i gotta have the vanilla milkshake with that as a matter of fact I'm going to make a Mickey D's run right after this episode, and you should too. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make some more delicious memories. Listen, man, but I think some of the key matchups <laughs> in this game, one of the, the obvious, obvious matchup, the best linebacker in the game, somebody we had on the Behind the Mask podcast. Yep. Fred, Fred Warner, Warner, 49ers linebacker, against the best tight end of the game, Travis Kelsey. I think that's a key matchup. You know Kelsey's going to get his. I mean, it's, it's, it's just is what it is. Nobody's been able to stop him. Uh, last last game they played with 11 catches, 116 yards in the touchdowns, a tight end. Ridiculous. And a lot of people felt like uh, time is starting is yeah. starting to pass him by. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Yeah. He just turned it on when it's time for it to be turned on. Facts, facts. So clearly he's still dominant. And like you said, too, the passing game starts and stops with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. You got to be able to take him out. He's a big, integral piece to what they do. You know, I, I like Fred Warner. Actually, I love Fred yeah. Warner's game. Fair. Love him. I love his leadership ability. I like his ability to be able to play the run and also the pass. So I like that matchup. I, I, I However, I do believe they're going to get creative. Defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes is not just going to allow Fred just to cover. I think he mm-hmm. does a great job, and he displayed that at the end of that championship game a few weeks ago by mixing up certain calls. He broke his tendencies. And by him breaking his tendencies playing against the Lions, that's the reason why Jared Goff, he was just, he was burping the ball, mm-hmm. just patting it. <laughs> Boom. He was like, oh, I thought I saw a man. Now I got zone. Who do I throw it to? And so now I think that's going to play a big factor. But before we even get to the defensive side, what I see on the offensive side is if the Niners are going to ha- win this game, they got to run the football. Facts. And even though they ran for over 100 yards in their championship game, that was a struggle for them. Christian McCaffrey didn't even have 100. He mm-hmm. had 20 carries for under 100. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's all about the MO, mode of operation, what they're going to do, what's their identity. They got to be able to run the ball. Yeah. Look across on the other side of the ball. What are the weaknesses of the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, one of them is the run game. You look at throughout the season, they ranked 18th against the run and 24th in yards per attempt. So that clearly shows a weakness. And the thing that I don't want the 49ers to get caught up in is trying to battle quarterback versus quarterback. And I know Kyle Shanahan is smarter than that. But the script is always going to be the script. Mm-hmm. They come out of script the first 15 plays. Absolutely. But you got to be able to run the football effectively. Yeah. 
You going up against a team that ranked 18th in against stopping the run in the NFL, 24th in yards per rush. To me, that spells big play all over it. Mm-hmm. And so you got to get Christian McCaffrey started early. You got to get Depot started early with some design play runs that they haven't seen just to throw them off. And that's the whole point of creating that 15-play script to see what works, see what you're going to trash, and see what we can adjust to be able to continue to get yards. And I think if they can do that, if the 49ers can win early because they've been starting off slow mm-hmm. the past two playoff games, but if they can find a way to get into some type of rhythm, I really like the 49ers. And you know what? You talked about the running game, and I think that's dope, bro. But here's the thing. I think Chris McCaffrey's going to get his. He's just, you know, a talent like no other. We had him for Offensive Player of the Year with the BTM Awards a few episodes ago. And if the Chiefs defense can hold the 49ers offense to anything near what they did against the Ravens in the AFC Championships, mm. Ravens only had 81 yards on the ground, total rushing. Wow. If they can, if they... That's their damn fault. That, they didn't even it, run the ball. They, they didn't run the ball. I, I'm with you on that. And time of possession. Chiefs won time of possession. Killed them. Killed them in time of possession, right? But if the Chiefs defense can hold the, uh, excuse me, hold the 49ers anywhere near that, under 100 yards, you're talking about a whole different ball game, which I don't think they'll do. Respectfully, I just think Chris McCaffrey is that good. But what I think the Chiefs defense has to do is not let McCaffrey impact them in the pass game with the screens, going downfield, putting them one-on-one, because you already got linebackers having to cover, you know what I'm saying, cover uh, Debo, Ayuk, those guys out of, you know, coming down, down the middle field, crossing routes, et cetera. You don't need for Christian McCaffrey to get off in the receiving game. If you do that, we ain't even talking about George Kittle yet. You know what I'm saying? He had a quiet game in the NFC Championship. So if you let McCaffrey impact the game as well, you got to deal with him running the ball. If he impacts the game passing, it's a long game. And, and and the shootout, quarterback versus quarterback, Brock Purdy's been playing lights out. But you know who else has been playing lights out? Patrick Mahomes, my brother. Exception. And, and any day, Exception. you can ask anybody in America outside of San Fran, and people were in San Fran, bang, bang, nine again, anybody, who they would go for with the game on the line, you saying Patrick Mahomes or Brock Purdy? Respectfully, I'm going Mahomes all day. For me, there is nothing better than showcasing my joy. Our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It is robust, more than a smile or a laugh. It's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy. And make sure you look out for the My Joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. Two, that's a no-brainer. But I, I want to throw this out there to you. Because, listen. Stop trying to use your brain then. Y'all pundits <laughs> are like, I don't know what you, like, you're jumping on the bandwagon, with, jumping on with Patrick Mahomes. Who? I've That's been going every, for them the last five years. What are you talking about? Well, that was the bandwagon of every year. No, <laughs> my point is, is this. You're right. Kyle Shanahan knows I'm not going to put my, my quarterback ain't going to go toe for toe. Mm-hmm. But I'd be damned if you tell me that he won't be able to have any fight in him. Nah, yeah, he will. I saw a stat, the last two playoff games that he played in versus Green Bay, they started off slow, Mm -hmm. like very slow, even slower when they played against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. The last three drives of the Green Bay game, they scored. The last five drives of the Detroit Lions game, they scored. So, and, and this is the thing that, I want to bring to light 
San Francisco was a team. They love to, we want to drop back. We want to three-step, let it go. Five steps, let it go. Boom, 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 screen. That's what they do, and that's what they do very well. But the past two weeks, that was taken away from them. Mm-hmm. The thing I'm most impressed with with Brock Purdy, Herman Edwards said it best, this man performed even better when he was off script. When he could not stay on his timing, when he didn't have a positive play. For hell, the first five plays of the game against Detroit, he had an incompletion. That was a record for him since he's been starting. And so when we look at this overall, I want to remind people, this dude here, he's valid. He's validated. Oh, yeah. He's validated from the second half perspective. Mm -hmm. When you look at how he used his legs, when everything was taken away from him, he dropped back. The coverage dictated where the ball was going to go. Nowhere. They played two men several times, Detroit. Didn't think he could run. Why? Because he never runs. And he ran and broke it. Yeah. Ended up having close to, what, 45, 50 yards at the end of the game. Every time he ran, he converted for a? First down. <laughs> you didn't even watch him. It hurt you to say that. But I'm just telling you, now he's put something yeah. out there on tape to where defensive coordinators are like, hey, fellas, I, I mean, I, I know we've never seen him run, but Spags loves to blitz, as you said. Mm-hmm. It. Blitzed over 60% of the time against Lamar. And Lamar usually excels at the blitz. Yeah. For whatever reason, he didn't this past two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, I think it's a great matchup. Spags wants to blitz. Guess what's coming off of it? The screen. Boop. Throw it to Kirsten McCaffrey. <laughs> Touchdown. So I'm, I'm telling you. I'm telling We're going to be out there live. Four. Live. In Vegas. In Vegas. Facts. It's going to be dope, man. And, I, and to your point, one thing that, that shocked me and kind of scares me a little bit, I will say, is how the Ravens figured the Chiefs out in the second half. Chiefs ain't scoring the second half. Flip side of that coin is... 49ers came out, like you said, slow. But then the second half of the NFC Championships against the Lions, 27 points. 27 straight. In the second half, bro. In so that the means, second half? So, so to what we were talking about, that tells me halftime adjustments. Yes, sir. Chiefs didn't make them in the AFC Championship. That's why the Ravens were still in the game, even though the Ravens, the Ravens gave that game up. Let's just call it what it is. You know, too many penalties, too many uh, turnovers, turnovers, mistakes. Offensive line play was a little bit shaky at times, not converting on third down when you needed to. But those adjustments at halftime, that is the key to winning. Because in the postseason, the deeper you go is about who makes the fewest mistakes, right? Yep. You make those adjustments, make the fewest mistakes, chances are you're going to win. That's common knowledge. So if you're able to put up 27 points in the second half, bro, if you can do that in the Super Bowl, you definitely I, there's no way in hell you're not going to win. It's just it's just unless the Chiefs put up 30 something in the first half, you know what I mean? But And Detroit scored what? 24 in the first yeah, half on the Niners. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is adjustments. It's it's all it's adjustments. All adjustments, you know what I mean? So and and that I think that is another key to who's going to win this game, which coach can make the adjustments at halftime, get their team dialed back in. Because, you know, the first half is going to be nerves. Some guys that never played in the Super Bowl, some guys that have been there before, you know, et cetera. But Brock Purdy ain't never been in no Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You know what better way to get – people be like, oh, he doesn't have experience. Want me to tell you how you get experience? How's that? Play in it. (laughs) Play in it. That's what he going to do. 
Yeah. And that, listen, the Niners now, they really are a second-half team. Yeah. They've shown on both sides of the ball, especially on the offensive side, that they can go out and make adjustments and get the ball across the end zone. Oh, two playoff games, another stat for you. They only scored in the first half 14 points. Mm. Now, when you fast forward and look at the second half in two playoff games, mm-hmm. they finished with 44 points. But can they rely on that though? Really? Against it? that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think knowing that that's that's great, and that shows how you're playing the game for four full quarters. You make the adjustments. I'm totally with that. You don't want to go into a game, especially the biggest game of the year, with the mindset, "Oh, we'll we'll turn it on in the second half." You can't do that. No, you don't. But that's just for that's really for us, mm. the fans. That's just to <laughs> appease us. Like, listen, I was pissed off with them. <laughs> totally pissed. But because I knew what they did to Green Bay, I had faith. And then they went out and demolished Detroit. Scored 27 points in the second half. Yeah. The first 27. So that's really for the fans. All I'm saying from a player perspective, if you're inside of that locker room, I don't care how bad it may get. I don't care how many turnovers Brock Purdy may throw. I don't care how many drop passes we may have. When we come in at halftime, it was like Nick Bosa said, hey, this is not us, man. We just got to get it going. He came out and gave them a two-piece. Sacks, that is. And when them boys can go out and they know they can score and they can turn it on and off like a light switch – they ain't necessarily saying we we don't wait to do it, but in the event if things don't go the way it's planned, now we know we can do it because we can rely on our past, you know, Experience, experiences. Yeah. This episode of the Behind the Mask podcast is brought to you by McDonald's Best Burgers Ever. McDonald's Classic Burgers are hotter, juicier, and tastier than ever before. So much so that Hamburglar is on the loose again. The patties are cooked to juicy perfection. The cheese is perfectly melted. The Big Mac has more special sauce in every bite. These are truly McDonald's best classic burgers ever. And with the big game coming up, you know McDonald's best burgers are definitely going to be on the menu. Make sure you try McDonald's best burgers ever at a McDonald's near you. And grab some before a hamburger does. I, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. You talk about Nick Bosa. That's another key that I had. I think the 49ers defense versus that Chiefs offensive line is key. Because oh, if Nick Bosa, you talk about him. You ain't listen, that up to I, I just got to be honest. And that's another thing that I'm, I'm kind of, you know, iffy on. Because let's not get it twisted. Chiefs O-line at times this year has been suspect. A lot of penalties. Um, don't like talking about my former, you know, my guys, my O-line guys. But Juwan Taylor, right ta- tackle, he's he struggles some. Mm. He's going against Nick who is Bosa. It? Who, who lined up on that side? Nick Bosa. Okay. Nick Bosa. Just so, I mean, Juwan, Juwan, this is the biggest game of your career. You got to do it. You got to bring it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, my young homie Trey Smith is right there, right guard. I know he going to handle this. He had a couple penalties in the championship. We're not worried about that. Put that behind us because he's a solid player. Javon Hargrave. You know, okay. Hargrave. Yeah. So, yeah, we got we got, we got got him covered. Don't worry about that. But what I will say is that that Chiefs D-line, tough. Yeah, I got to get some play out your boy at the other defensive end spot. Young homie Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. Everybody, by now, everybody's seen the plays where he's loafed a few plays, you know what I mean? And, and I, I'm not – I saw it, and it looked bad. It looked bad. Well, you saw it, and you we, we we talked about it. Not only did it, it look bad, it actually was bad. Like, call it, call it how it is, for sure. It is what it is. And you would think that, look, he's a hell of a young talent. Ideal situation to where you left out of the hellhole in Washington. Mm-hmm. 
got traded to a Super Bowl contending team and actually went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So for you you (laughs) being brought on, knowing exactly what you're being brought on for, and you're not finishing the plays the way that you're supposed to. And the bad part about it is typically fans don't see it. Mm -hmm. But when fans see a player loafing, that means it was just so blatant that you really had an impact on the play and you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Therefore, the impact wasn't made. You know, my words to him is, man, this is for all the marbles. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to remind him that, bro, you're a free agent after this year. This is your opportunity to get the, like, real bag. So, like, we talking about running to the ball, man, that ain't – that's bullshit. That's one on one. That's like we ain't talking about that. Yeah. So I'm just saying, I expect for him, for the time that he's going to get in this Super Bowl, I expect a big play out of Chase Young. Yeah. Period. Got to. I'm calling it early right now. Got to. Yeah. Got to. And, and for me, you know, just looking at you have uh, all pro at the other side, defensive end Nick Bosa, some studs in the middle. You would think that you know you you have to do your job. Your job is good enough to fall into a sack, to be there if you do your responsibility to get pressures on the quarterback because you have to game plan for Nick Bosa. Like, you just have to. As an offensive lineman, I'm like, nah, this guy's out here. Guess what? Trey Smith, you know, as soon as you hand-check that guard, slide out slide out and help me with Nick Bosa. Yeah. That you just got to. You know what I'm saying? So you would think that, like I said, free agency, the bag, a championship ring. We talked about this is the best time of the year. We all love it. We miss football win. Free agency. Free agency, yeah. Right? Week one, because that's when it starts. Mm-hmm. And the Super Bowl, because that's what it's all for, for all the marbles. Yep. This is the biggest time of the year. And you can impact the game and get a bag for it. You got to go. There's it, it, no excuse unless you don't want it. Now, if you don't want it, that's something we'll talk about coming, you know, after the Super Bowl or whatever. But, you know, hopefully he does his thing. And I just think that that's a key matchup if... The 49ers defensive line can impact Patrick Mahomes in some sort of way. You know you're going to get him off the, off the target. He's not going to stand in the pocket in like a statue. That's not happening. He's going to move, right? So now you have to see, are y'all going to spy him? Fred Warner, nah, he can't spy him because Kelsey's out there. You know what I'm saying? Taking him out the box. There's a lot of different ways it's this thing lot, could man. go, man. It really, it really is. How would you, if you were a linebacker 49ers in the Super Bowl, how would you attack the Chiefs offense this time around? Uh, well, I'm not allowing Kelsey anytime it's third and like six and less. I'm not allowing Kelsey to get a free release. Period. Mm. I'm I'm jamming him off the line of scrimmage, making sure we have that. Then I'm making sure that every inside backer off ball understands where he's aligned and know you need to know the route combinations pre snap what it looks like of all of the possibilities that he can run. And most importantly, where the down and distance is at. That Mm. dictates where the route is being ran. Then, on the other end, it's all about making sure you get to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, like you said, it's been some leakage throughout the season. Mm -hmm. But if you're Steve Wilkes, I have to protect my secondary. I think the secondary is the weakest part of the 49ers defense. Mm. In particular, when you look at the corners, we're not talking about Ward, Ward All-Pro, but Ambry. You you look at also at the safety position, too. Two starters went down, so they've been playing, doing a hell of a job of having guys come in and be able to 
to play up to par to get them to this point. Mm. But that's what concerns me is the secondary of the 49ers and how defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes will try to stop the run because this is the thing that I noticed. He really didn't bring a safety down to stop the run against Detroit. And Detroit ran the ball, like, mm -hmm. effectively the entire game. Right. And, you know, turnovers changed everything. Then won the momentum. Then one score, field goal, another score. Turnovers on fourth down. That changed the complexity of the game. In order to protect the defensive backs from San Francisco, I think Steve Wilkes will have to call his best game to date, meaning he's going to have to be, at times, you're going to have to know the tendencies so well from Andy Reid mm -hmm. that if you think they're going to run the ball, you got to bring a safety in the box and make it one player, one gap. It ain't no two gapping because yeah. I've, I've seen what happened when the safety have to come down, insert himself inside of the yeah. box late, and you got to depend on him, that's five, six yards. Right. Hell, two runs, that's the first down. I can do that the whole game. <laughs> It ain't sexy football, but it's effective. Facts. Now, you know Pacheco gonna be running hard. Yeah, that's right. Fred, Fred gonna, Fred gonna listen. Fred know. got Pacheco. I already talked to him. Him and Dre Greenlaw. That damn, that damn Pacheco run harder than freezer meat. Hey, <laughs> got, hey Dre Greenlaw is the microwave. He gonna put that freezer meat on defrost. <laughs> he gonna throw him out. He gonna throw him out. Hey man, this is, I'm looking forward to though. This this is gonna be a exciting game. I can't I can't knock it. It you is, know what bro. I mean? Kelsey, you know Travis Kelsey gonna get his early. NFL got what they wanted. They've been showing Taylor Swift the whole year. She's at the Super Bowl, the biggest event. But she of got the a concert today. She got a concert today. Then she ain't gonna make it. We ain't gonna give too much time on that. But like, they, I'm just saying from the from the optics standpoint, the NFL got exactly what they wanted. Yeah, I, scripted or not, whatever you want to say, they got what they wanted. They're gonna pan from a touchdown. Kelsey first down. It's been happening all year. I can't. You can't. You can't miss it. It's obvious at this nah, point. You, you know won't I mean? miss it. <laughs> it's obvious at this point. Maybe I need to call. Oh. Call Roger. You got Roger. Roger number. Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Listen, Coach. Kelsey need no scores. We don't want to see no panning back and forth <laughs> up to that sweep. Okay. Done. He <laughs> got it covered. For, hey, not a nation. Bang bang, not a game. We up in here. <laughs> Say less, bro. So, all right, you going with the Niners, clearly, obviously. I ain't knocking it. Is it a choice? We're going to be out in Vegas, be on Radio Road, going to do our thing. A couple of appearances you got. You know what I mean? This, this. We, we might, yeah, and we might have to finish it off by going to the game. I'm down. I'm down call. with that. Let me call. Well, hold on. Another call? We'll, we'll wait until we get off air. We'll all wait. right, cool, cool. So, all right, so going to the game, and after the game, as we always do each year, we make a bet to see where we going to go, what we going to do, who's going to lose. I see you taking that deep breath. You're nervous now. The first time we bet, 49ers versus the, uh, versus the Chiefs, Chief. I won. You had to run. And I don't know if y'all even know this. This man had to run butt naked on the beach. Back to Go back to like season two, Super Bowl preview. But go back to that. <laughs> it's, Spice lived up to his bet, so it was all good. A couple times after that, I won again. I lost one year. I ain't going to front, but... We ain't going to talk about oh, that. But, exactly. I, but, I, but I lost. I won, rather. And, uh, you know, did the vacations and all of that. So I'm just, you know me, I like vacations. So I'm going to run it back, bro. I just want another vacation. Because it's cool going on vacation on Tequila Spice Dime. I bet it Sets is. Sets it all out. I, I, I really appreciate that, too, bro. You're a man of your word. Keep it up. So is, is, is that cool? Is that my end of the bargain? Chiefs win. 
Tequila Spikes, all expenses paid vacation for your boy too. Bali. <laughs> Let's do it. Send your ass to Bali. One-way ticket. One-way? Yeah. Nah, man. Come on, bro. Don't do your boy like that. Because I ain't trying to hear I ain't trying to hear your shit when you get back. Hey, man. Listen, bro. You send me videos. <laughs> Done. Done deal? Done deal. Looking forward to it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah.